Well, um, you know, this is uh, my Lord and Savior. He worked for long and hard to get me where I'm at right now. And uh, here's my story. Good morning. Well, I don't need to introduce myself again. Even though I was raised Catholic as a child, my life became centered around alcohol and drugs. During my drinking career, I had run-ins with the law, trips to the hospitals for whatever reason, divorce, and more. I couldn't see how alcohol or drugs had anything to do with it, just bad luck. You know, I would like to talk about God's reign. He had a plan for me. One time I was uh, between a rock and a hard spot and uh, needing food on the table, so I was hunting back in the Pennsylvania woods. You know, I, I had leaned my shotgun up against a tree and was trying to remember the Lord's Prayer. It had been a very long time between prayers. I kept saying it over and over, and suddenly I knew I said it right. And I had an overwhelming feeling of being rained on in that sunny grove of trees. I know now that that was God talking to me. But at the time, I didn't listen. Years later, when I finally had reached my bottom, with all the partying, I heard a clear, quiet voice say, You must stop. This time, I listened. I went to my first AA meeting for myself. I wasn't court appointed this time. My life was changing. I started praying and following the suggestions they were telling me and staying sober. They talked about alcoholism being a disease, but I don't think I fully understood that until I was nine months sober. At that time, I had not been going to meetings, hanging out with my friends in the program, or talking to my sponsor. It didn't take too long before I found myself standing in the middle of my bedroom, feeling just as crazy as I was when I was drinking. All of a sudden, my alcoholism took the 12-inch journey from my head to my heart. I finally knew it as a disease, and I have it. Well, right then, standing in that room, I felt God's rain all over me again. I went to the next available AA meeting and continued this path of sobriety. And well, you know, at nine years sober, I finally went to church. And after a few times of attending, I opened my eyes to the pastor at altar call. Jesus came into my life in a big, big way. I was rained on again. Standing in the middle of church, and for the first time I knew without any doubt that Jesus was real. The church asked us to be part of uh, the leadership for Celebrate Recovery, and we still are a part of this great Christian program today. I can see clearly 
how God was present, how God was persistent but patient as he led me on this path. I am very grateful that he used AA to save my life and now CR to save my soul. Now I get to work on Bill, and each day sober, I can strive to be a better man. I just want to praise my higher power, Jesus Christ. You know, we are totally blessed with the support that we have here. Just, it's, it's unreal. We have people... Uh, contributing towards our cause, and then all the different people that come and they cook food for us. They work PowerPoint and sound and uh, help with greeting. Um, you know, it takes so many different people. I can't start. There's so many people that's helping. I don't want to stand up here and try to name them off because I might miss somebody. And... Uh, but we were so grateful and blessed. And I just want to thank you all. Thank you. And it's my pleasure to introduce Chris. He's going to teach us a cool lesson today, action. Hi, everybody. Apologize for having to sit. Five years ago, I shredded my knees at work, and I'm no longer able to stand in any one place for any length of time, so my apologies for that. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. I have lots of struggles. Some of them are sexual integrity, bitterness, anger, depression, anxiety, food, Most of all, like Bill says, Chris. (laughs) Each week at Celebrate Recovery, we usually do either a lesson or a testimony uh, that helps us. Today I'm going to uh, be presenting the lesson called Action. We usually use acrostics, and each letter in the word action will represent something that we're supposed to do that will help us with our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Action is part of principle three. There are eight uh, biblical principles that Celebrate Recovery is built on and also the 12 steps that we read earlier. So principle three is consciously choose to commit all of my life and my will to Christ's care and control. The scripture that goes along with that is happy are the meek, Matthew 5, 5. Step three, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. Therefore, I urge you brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Romans 12.1 
So, when you get to the action lesson, you're at principle three. You've already worked the first two principles to the best of your ability. You admitted that your life was completely out of control, unmanageable, and you believed that God could restore you. After taking these first two steps, though, you can be still stuck in a cycle of failure. We can be bound by guilt, anger, fear, and depression. Today, we're going to see how to get unstuck. The way that we get past familiar negative barriers is by taking action. Principle three is all about action. It says to consciously commit. It involves making a choice. Peter Drucker, I don't know if any of you older people remember him, the famous businessman, said uh, that commitment is an act. Without commitment, all we have are promises. We have hopes, but no plans. Action doesn't involve just thinking about something. It involves doing something about it. But action and commitment are very closely related. And thinking is involved in it as well. You see... If you act without thinking, a lot of times you're doomed to failure. So all three of those kind of mesh together. Anybody remember Vance Havner? Vance Havner was Billy Graham's friend. He actually was the one that Billy Graham sought out for spiritual guidance. Vance Havner says that many people have the right aim in life, but they never get around to pulling the trigger. A vision must be followed by a venture. There needs to be action. You know, we talk about 12 steps in Celebrate Recovery, but the point is, it's not just enough to stare at the steps. It's not just enough to come and just read the steps off the screen. If you're talking about physical steps, we actually need to walk up the stairs. We're ever going to get to the top. It involves action. How many science fiction fans do we have in the room? Anybody? Anybody remember those really bad science fiction movies from the 70s where they take somebody and they put them in a stasis chamber and they send them out into the great beyond for forever? Stasis is the exact opposite of action. Stasis is keeping something the same. We don't want to be stuck in stasis. Bill Wilson, the person who founded AA and wrote the 12 steps, says you can't think your way into right action, but you can act your way into right thinking. Father Henry Nguyen, a famous priest who wrote about a book about the painting The Prodigal Son, He says, you don't think your way into a new kind of living, but you can act your way into a new kind of thinking. Changing our behaviors and making better choices doesn't involve just thinking about something. It involves doing something about it. So today, uh, the acrostic is action. It's going to help us to overcome uh, 
the barriers that have kept us bound to our hurts, our habits, and our hang-ups. So the first letter is A. Next slide, please. A stands for accept Jesus as your higher power and your personal Savior. Revelations 3.20 says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and him with me. Your higher power, Jesus Christ, desires to have a personal relationship with you. Make the once-in-a-lifetime decision to ask Jesus Christ into your heart. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe with your uh, heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. You make the decision, and Christ does the rest. Putting off the decision to accept Christ as your higher power and your Lord and Savior is actually making the decision not to accept Him. Will you accept Him today? If you've already accepted Him and you feel like you're a little far away from Him, will you recommit yourself to Him today? The C in action stands for commit to seek and follow His will. Christian commitment is basically the spiritual act of living out what you believe. Psalm 143, 9 and 10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Bottom line is we need to just get ourselves out of the way. If we're full of ourselves, where is the room for God to do any work? I've tried to fix myself in my own power. Tried lots of times. I'm sure we all have. Trying to fix myself is basically how I got here sitting before you today. Am I alone? Have we all tried to fix ourselves, at least in something at one point in time or another? Will you give the God uh, the power to seek and follow His will? your life today the T in action stands for turn it over Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says come to me and I will give you rest all of you who work so hard beneath a heavy yoke wear my yoke for it fits perfectly let me teach you for I am gentle and humble and you shall find rest for your souls God wants you to turn everything over to Him. The big things and the little things. You know, I once heard a prominent pastor in Denver tell us a story about brownies. He's actually the pastor that married us. He said, if I made you a pan of brownies and I put 25% sewage in the brownies because my sink backed up when I was making the brownies and it went into the batter, would you eat them? course you wouldn't but what if I told you only 10% got in there would you eat them if it was only 10% would you eat them if it was 5% what about 1% what if I told you it was only 1% sewage that got in the brownies and you wouldn't even be able to taste them would you eat them I wouldn't but yet 
that's how we come to God. It always seems like there's always some part of our life that we're holding back. We never give Him 100%, yet that's what God seeks. And He's gracious and loving enough to accept us at the 85%, at the 90%, at the 95%. For you saints in the room, the 99%. But there's always that 1% that we hold back. You know, Vance Havner again, he said, A wife who is 85% faithful is not faithful at all. There's no such thing as part-time loyalty to Jesus Christ. You know, and that's the condition of our hearts and our lives sometimes. But God is good. God is gracious. He takes us as we are. He doesn't want to lead us that way. He hopes. We earnestly need to commit our wills and our lives to, to God at the altar. And we've done that. I've done that a thousand times. I think the biggest problem is, is when we're here at the altar, we're really sincere. We come and we have our baggage. Some of us have our backpacks. There's a great video of a child, and as the child walks along, somebody puts a, back, a rock in the backpack until after a while the child is so burdened it can't even walk. And it takes the backpack off and it unburdens himself and it runs because it's free and it jumps into the water. When we come to the altar, a lot of times we're free. And I've done it a hundred times. I, you know, God, help me with my hurts, my habits, my hang-ups. And I turn around and I go, thank you, God. And I pick up my baggage and walk out the same way that I walked in. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be free. The I stands for it's only the beginning. Philippians 1.6 says, God, who began a good work in you, will keep right on helping you to grow in His grace until His task in you is finally finished. As we begin to work the third principle, this is only the initial decision. It's a lifelong process. The Holy Spirit will continue to work to identify areas that He wants you to turn over to God until the task is 100% completed. The O is one day at a time. Matthew 6.34 says, so Don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. Recovery only happens one day at a time. Sometimes one moment at a time. You can't fix the past. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You can only allow God to help change your hurts, habits, and hang-ups if you remain in the present. Are you committed to focusing on the moment that you're in and letting God help you with your hurts, your habits, and your hang-ups today? The end is next. How do I get Christ into my life? Pastor Rick Warren established a way uh, to have a spiritual base in your life. It stands, each letter in the word base stands for something. 
The B, believe that Jesus died on the cross for me and showed he was God by coming back to life. 1 Corinthians 15, 2-4 The A, accept God's free forgiveness for my sins. Romans 3.22 The S, switch to God's plan for my life. Mark 1.16 and Romans 1.22 The E, express my desire for Christ to be the director of my life. Romans 10.9 If you're ready to take this step, in a minute we'll pray together. If you've already taken this step, use this time to recommit to continue to seek and follow His will. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Dear God, if someone is here today that needs to make the decision to commit their lives into your hands, to ask you into their hearts as Lord and Savior, I ask you to give them the courage to do so silently in their hearts right now in this moment. Lord, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins so that I may be forgiven. I'm sorry for my sins. And I want to live the rest of my life the way that you want me to. Please put your spirit into my life to direct me. In your precious son's name, amen. Thank you for allowing me to share. So at this time, Robin's going to give a short testimony. Thank you. Hello, my name is Robin. I'm a grateful believer, a daughter of the King. My struggles have been with drug addiction, codependency, and I'm still trying to find other things to work on. I remember my childhood being raised by my mother and my stepfather in a Christian home. Things shifted as I got into high school. I got into drugs and drinking. That also led to a lot of fighting. As I got older, my life became such chaos. I ended up homeless and ended up going to jail quite a bit. I was not meeting my children's needs and social services had me take them to my mother's house. I did this knowing I didn't know when I would see them next, or if I even would. One night, I got woke up in a dead sleep, and I felt like I was hurt in my sleep. I even had marks on me. I could hear voices saying, it's time, it's time. My body was hurting, and I was only weighing 120 pounds. I had no one by my side, only the drugs and the drug users. I wanted to give up. On life. Instead, I entered the doors of a drug rehab September of 2017. A week later, my children were returned home. I worked a very intensive, nerve racking four month drug program. During the day, my children attended school on site, and I attended groups and 12 steps. I was ready for a new change. I graduated rehab. January 1st of 2018 and 20 days later I was approved for housing one morning I heard the Lord speaking to me so I decided to google churches near me 
I clicked on Longmont Nazarene, and it was right around the corner from home, so my kids and I walked over there that cold winter morning. I was speechless when I found out there was even Salbert recovery here. God was really speaking to me then. I started to attend CR, and I started to attend church. I was still doing drug therapy and really focusing on connecting with myself and with God again. Now, July 2019, I work with mental health partners as a peer support specialist, and I attend school full-time at Colorado Christian University. The 12th step reads, Having had a spiritual experience as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore them gently, but watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Galatians 6.1 I am happy to say I am in love with my love, Gary. We are able to know that it takes God and us to be a loving, sober family. I am proud and blessed to say we have a happy, safe home for our family. We eat dinner at a dinner table, and we pray before we eat. We get on our knees and hold our kids' hands at bedtime and give thanks to God for all our blessings and for our recovery. By attending Celebrate Recovery and turning my addiction over to God and allowing the Lord to be the center of my world, I have a relationship with my family again. I am able to communicate and be a faithful and be faithful to my boyfriend. I have made a lot of wonderful friendships here in church and at CR. I stand here today with one year, ten months, and eight days clean from meth and heroin. I am pleased to say I am a grateful believer, a daughter of the king, and I now have victory over my addiction. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 You guys can please stand and say the serenity prayer with me. Thank you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will all make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Well, just uh, want to thank you for putting up with us, <laughs> and uh, just uh, you're free to go.